We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports Podcast, where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and today we are transitioning, a slow transition out of rom-com month back into sports movies, or at least all movies, but with a movie that is both a rom-com and also kind of a sports movie, me, Caroline Darney, and Ryan Annie are talking about the Billy Crystal and Deborah Winger rom-com, Forget Paris. Uh, Before we get into that, I want to shout out our Big Screen Sports Patreon group for their support of the show, especially our big show producer level patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Dries, Chris Mykoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, Class Dave Fire, Jason Alva, Stephen DeBeau, Dan McFall, Kevin Inkelman, Mac Lindsay, Kurt Ritchie, Robert Dove, Andrew Teagle, Benjamin Bauman, Jeff Estes, Anthony Scaffone, Taylor Logan. Biggest thanks to them and all of the patrons for supporting the show and for contributing and picking movies for the show to cover. They have picked two bangers for March, so we will have some good stuff coming this month. Patrons get to decide on movies for the show to cover. They get to participate in our monthly live watches, uh, and just we we thank them profusely for for keeping this one running. But uh, let's get right into it. Uh, this is a movie, first time watch for me and Caroline. It was a suggestion by Ryan. Uh, part, part sports movie, part rom-com, part Really questionable relationship at the center of everything. Let's get into Forget Paris with me, Caroline Darney, and Ryan Nanny. All right, joining in for today's episode of Big Screen Sports that kind of transitions out of rom-com month back into sports movies, but doing a little hybrid here. Uh, from For the Win and For the Water Cooler podcast, Caroline Darney, and from the shutdown full cast, Ryan Nanny. Guys, it is so good to, so good to see your faces again back on the show. We did it. You've done well, it. Kyle saw me like two days ago. So I did. Yeah, we recorded the uh, the wedding singer live watch uh, two days ago. So that yeah. that went well. That went very well. Uh, Ryan, how how are things? How's life with the the full? I I listened to your voice today, uh, sending NFL quarterbacks back to college, which was yeah. very entertaining. Uh, you know, Jackassery continues apace. There, um, we're gonna get into it, but this this movie was not well received in my household. Like, I don't. I don't really? always watch the movies. 
that we're going to do with my wife, but it just lined up that she had the time. And she was like, sure. I I don't think I've ever seen her get this mad. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I anticipated this being awful and I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. So I I was the same way. I came in with extremely low expectations. Really and low I was expectations. like, you know what? Like yeah. didn't hate it. Didn't hate okay. it. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to channel her tonight because she I love this. We probably we probably sat on the couch talking about this movie for an hour after we finished watching it. Wow. That's how, that's how big the feelings were. If she's not busy putting your kids to sleep, <laughs> she's welcome to come, <laughs> come in and chime in. So, so here's the thing. I suggest that I was like, do you just want to go on the podcast? I'm sure Kyle wouldn't mind. And she gave me a look that it, I, I, you know, who knows what she meant, but the look to me said, I'm not going on a podcast. What's wrong with you? You're, you're the member of our household who does that nonsense. Like, you think I'm going to lower myself to this? Yes, yes. Well, in in order to dive right in, I'll just say that that this week's episode of For the Water Cooler with Caroline in front of the show, Matt Scalisi, was wonderful. They talked about severance with another friend of the show, Alex Kirshner. Uh, you guys also, uh, Caroline talked about 24, which we also just talked about for 20 minutes before we started recording. So she's she's really diving down that. Let me know when. Let me know when, and we'll do a 24 episode. <laughs> You have to do 24, 24 episodes. That would, in, that would involve me being able to set aside 24 hours to watch. A <laughs> we, have, we can do a 24-a-thon. <laughs> Just pick a random episode and That's make Kyle I, watch it without any context whatsoever. And see, <laughs> see if that it I'm lands actually at all, on. right? That I'm actually really in on. I think that's actually a really good idea. Gonna, we're going to holster that one. The best is when you're, I was watching the first season and they have like this little intro thing that they're supposed to, that plays, but it's supposed to be like after you haven't watched in a week and it gives you the little like, you know, and he's like, oh, I'm Jack Howard, I work for him. But it, they do it in this way that's like they're, today there's a plot to assassinate the you know potential presidential candidate like whatever he's like i'm jack bauer this is the longest day of my life it's <laughs> <laughs> like keeper Sutherland like leaning against a door frame it's the funny every single time i let it play because i loved it so much does he say this is the longest day of my life in every yes. other season too <laughs> well no so i have <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've seen one during season two yet, and I don't think this I is have. the third longest day of this my is, life. This is the, actually, you know what? This day does feel longer than than the first day. So uh, this is this is this is now the longest day of my life. It's yet to be seen which of these days will feel longer. I'm, 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 when I'm, I'm done, Jack, I will power rank these days. I'm of- Jack Bauer. It's season four. You fucking get it already. <laughs> He's like, no, I also don't know how I. <laughs> Well, number of crimes that, that I wish could... we hadn't titled this series 24 because now we're kind of locked in on this premise but here we are I really wanted them to do an episode where he's like eating breakfast sure just, they cut to him and he's like just hanging yeah, out three episodes he's sleeping I'm I'm Jack Bauer and I now struggle to stay up for 24 hours in a row so welcome to 17 <laughs> oh my god anyway what are we talking One about? One episode should be an entire hour of Kiefer Sutherland, like on a nap cam. Yes. Uh-huh. It's just like you're just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Well, just also they do that. they do that like 
mo- the it's, boxes. Like a, it's like a zoom call almost it where it's like yeah. they, they do the boxes so you could do that just have other things going on and just be like yep jack's still like, has anyone boy. heard from jack and it just like goes oh. to his screen and it's yeah. like it's a like, ooh, phone ooh, vibrating ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like <laughs> A bottle of melatonin. But we're not week. here to talk about 24. Months. I was about to say, <laughs> I just want Caroline's disappointment. I, I <laughs> just, right, we'll see you guys later. I, I just, I tried to do Caroline's promotion just to get us moving, and we're five minutes in. Yep. And yep. tonight we are talking about Forget Paris, the 1995 romantic comedy, a hybrid of rom com month on big screen sports and back to sports movies because Mickey, an NBA referee, meets Ellen, an American airline official. I want to specify American is capitalized, airline is not. So she is just a generic airline official. In Paris, it develops into a relationship of ups and downs. Starred Billy Crystal, Deborah Winger, and Joe Matania. It was directed by Crystal, written by Crystal Lowell Gans and Babalu Mandel, a real name. Uh, it's the writing group behind A League of Their Own and City Slickers. Got a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you guys want to guess what Roger Ebert gave this out of four stars? I know the answer to this, so I'm not going to answer. Did Three he and a half. You're close. Roger yeah. Ebert really yeah. liked it. Yeah. Really liked it. Yeah. Ryan, you suggested this movie a while ago, mm-hmm. and and then, funny enough, uh, someone, I, I I can't remember the user off the top of my head was I guess had found has found this po- sadly has found this podcast and has started going back and and uh, and listening to episodes and they were listening to the Heat episode and they commented on the uh, the Wangro video, which is on the Instagram, and suggested <laughs> that we should do Forget Paris. They commented this last week, and okay. I said, boy, do I have good news for you. Yep. Boy. Wow, who knew? Ryan's most responsive podcast, yeah. Yes, <laughs> with, with this few followers, it's not hard to be responsive. <laughs> Ryan, what, what, what is your relationship to this movie? So I... I either so I, I was talking about this with my wife i can't remember if this was a movie i saw in movie theaters or i think most likely this was a we got this at blockbuster video and watched it at the family night caroline is making a face that's like that's not appropriate and that's how you know that caroline is significantly younger than i am because i like this is a pg-13 movie and i just I wasn't... can't imagine young you sitting in a theater to see billy crystal going to the shirt shirtless shirtless uh, in front of a fire in jeans yeah um so i i definitely had seen it around the time it came out the things i remembered about it were mostly the nba things like i remember that there is an alarming amount of nba talent in this movie and not even just necessarily as like background players they have like bits they have scenes and that to me was always wild because this was an era where there were lots of movies that were either sports movies or were sort of sports adjacent and sometimes you would get like an athlete or two but like i i feel like you would have entire movies like eddie or something like that where it's like oh we're not getting real basketball players or we're getting john sally that was the go-to like john John sally he took every call yes yes that left shrimp Yes, you could you could get like a couple you get like a guy or two, but this movie has like an all-star roster worth of NBA players. And not even just like, oh, we got a bunch of guys from one team. It's like 
multiple teams yeah. involved. They appear why, to be shooting a lot of this during NBA games. Why? I wanted more of them, if I'm going to be honest. Okay, great. Like, it is... So they, they front load most of those scenes. Yeah. Into the first uh, third of the movie. And the fact that there's not more of it and that there aren't more bits and that they aren't, like, part of the story... At all. Is, is a huge bummer. Like, you have Barkley? How do you not get Barkley to interact with? Like, I really wanted... I, I So I actually really liked this movie. I had not heard of it until you guys made me watch it. Like, didn't know anything about it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I actually enjoyed it. Just fine. It was deep, like, more emotionally... All right. Uh, can I can I rip a band-aid then? Yeah. Real quick? Perfect. I before we do a little meta commentary. I appreciate I think this is the first episode I've done with y'all that Kyle did not even bother to send like a run of show. He's like, there's no, no point. <laughs> no. It's you two. It's you two. There's no reason. You you've reached the, you've reached the level where I'm just expecting you to know everything we're gonna do. Um <laughs> This, so, I think this is like your five timers club or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Instead of getting a right. robe, you don't get a run sheet. You don't get a run sheet. Um, do you find? Did you find that Deborah Winger and Billy Crystal had believable chemistry together? I think that's like one of the biggest. I think that's one of the biggest things that doesn't work in this movie. Is okay. I feel like I feel like when they're doing a lot of their line readings that aren't Billy Crystal being witty, I feel yeah. like sometimes it feels like they're reading them at gunpoint. Um, some of the early, so the day in Paris early, yeah. I thought that was pretty well done. I don't know how she fell in love with him in the car on the way to the airport. <laughs> sure. Cause I, I like, like, you know what? Let me see if the limo guy can actually meet us. Cause I, I have a lot of problems with this movie. We'll get into them. Sure. <laughs> but like mo- almost all of them come down to, for me, this, this couple is not like there is nothing there i feel no like real emotions i don't feel better seeing them together like it doesn't they don't enhance each other it's not which is really it's funny because this is nothing against like deborah winger's looks like she's a filing a person but like i think billy crystal and meg ryan have a ton of chemistry even though looks wise meg ryan is just couldn't be farther out of his league, but you believe that these two people would fall in love. Yes. Whereas like it made Jacqueline and I were talking about this. When we were watching the movie and I was like it, it, cause she said the same thing. Like Billy Crystal, like Deborah Winger, certainly more in Billy Crystal's ballpark, but you're like, wow, I wish Meg Ryan was here, which is like, maybe we're the problem that we have all these schlubby guys dating these hot women. In <laughs> like maybe Adam Sandler is right. You know, mm-hmm. but, but, um, but yeah, they just, it didn't, them as a couple did not click. I bought the story. Okay. I bought a lot of the things they talked about in terms of being legitimate problems. And then I thought, I thought he was funny during it. But as a couple, I'm like, if y'all want to get divorced, like that's fine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like every time, every time their, their relationship is falling apart, I'm like, maybe that's for the best. Yeah, that's everybody scary. would be happier this way. I I agree with that. Um, and Caroline, this has been a rom com month full of people are already married or already engaged, but they're gonna they're gonna start start dating somebody else. Yeah, that was. I 
she's I, I laughed at that part where he was like you didn't think I that's like a highlight like oh my <laughs> brothers have weird ears and I'm married like you know um yeah that was a weird uh turn of events I thought it <laughs> and was. just unnecessary like why why was she married her, um, everything about her is very weird yeah like a lot of questions about just her as a her as a person so my my thing is that I feel like all of the male characters in this are really have like some some depth and some thought behind them. And most of the female characters are just they go with a man and her character in particular, like there was so much where I'm like, OK, so you were already mar- you're in a bad marriage, but we know nothing about it. We never meet the person that she was married to. Maybe he's that silver-haired man that she went to the opera with. Maybe I not, had, though. I had questions about that because Billy Crystal then isn't like because he sees her. Yeah, he had go zero to the questions. opera with that yeah. guy. So, yeah, d- yeah, no just like, follow up there. Was it that older man? Right, yeah, but no, right, right. right. Um, she has these brother, these brothers that are apparently assholes. Never meet them. She has no friends, zero friends. She has like all of her friends are the romantic partners of Billy Crystal's friends. She has no friends in Paris. She has no friends anywhere else in the world. When she goes back to Paris, she's just by her fucking... She lived there! What were you doing the whole time? How did you have no friends? She was at work. She was at work and and in her bad marriage, I guess. I will say, she is clearly extremely good at what she does in the airline industry because she worked her way up in Paris. Then Mm -hmm. she started all the way from the bottom again and was able to work her way back up to, to being able to get an international job or a a promotion in Dallas. Like no nepotism, no anything. She like, maybe she's just like a, she's like, she's like Ben Affleck and the accountant. She just has (laughs) one thing and it's being, it's being an airline worker. She's amazing at it. I always have, and this is such a, like, I love to travel and I understand that you can be sad anywhere i get that yeah sure but i think i'd rather be sad in paris like yes (laughs) i don't know i just have a really hard time the trope of like um this is one of the show tropes that drives me nuts so they use it in emily in paris they used it in sex in the city where someone a significant other like comes to see the other partner like in in paris specifically but this for me applies to any like foreign city Mm-hmm. uh or out shit i'll say any city um but it's the idea that like oh what am i supposed to do i don't know it's paris figure it out <laughs> like go sit at a cafe and watch people and drink wine for mm-hmm. an afternoon who gives a shit mm-hmm. there's so much to do and so the boyfriend and emily in paris was the one that was like what am i supposed are you, are you gonna be working the whole time i was like break up with him immediately now do it Maybe she's secretly regretful that she didn't take the Dallas one and she missed out on multiple Cowboys Super Bowls. She's like, I could have been there for that. And instead I'm in Paris. Tough. Tough situation. That is tough. I really (laughs) she's and she's from Wichita, so she could be a Cowboys fan. And now that I think about it, I'm like annoyed that there wasn't more like actual I wanted more referee stuff, if we're gonna be honest. It's it's because it's really enjoyable when it happens. Yeah. Why did they make that the centerpiece? That could have been any job. You know what I mean? Like if you go so far as to make that the centerpiece of his position, like what he does or whatever, 
you are making it why the marriage falls apart really that's why the marriage fell apart so there's two two theories one is this is a way to make a rom-com especially in the 90s that you're like oh dudes can go watch this Patrick Ewing, you love Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Why wouldn't you go see this? Actually, now I want to see the trailer. I same. Yeah, I wrote down that I could have watched a two-hour movie that is just Billy Crystal refing basketball. Sure, just like that that one montage they had. Like I could have watched, I could have watched that forever. I thought yes. it was lovely. Like when when Reggie Miller gives him the high five. Like, yes. That's great. That's great. It's so That's good. Great. Um, the other thing I think is going on here. So we discussed Billy Crystal co-wrote this movie and directed it and stars in it and i think this is maybe the first movie that he does all three of those in in his career um so much of this was felt like it was look at all these people billy crystal knows like there are a lot of people who are in this movie you're like that guy and that person and this is so and so and i think the nba i think it was a flex of just being like yes I am Billy Crystal. I'm very popular and famous. And I got 15 basketball players and Rush Limbaugh to be in my movie. <laughs> yeah, the Rush Limbaugh <laughs> cameo was jarring. Where was he? He was on TV. He was he was talking about sports. Yes. Rush, Rush Limbaugh Af- in, started in sports. So, so the first <gasps> basketball scene where Barkley hits what looks like the game winner and Billy yes. Crystal says it's, it's no it's good. It's the one that said like, oh, he should run for president. Yes, blah, 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 yes, blah. yes. Where he's like, finally, oh, somebody who's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can I say, and I don't know, we'll talk about the, the format. Are we, what are we on? Kyle, what are we on? What do you want us to be talking about? <laughs> um, I mean. Do we do trivia? We're so the the <laughs> trivia is actually a very a very poor text. There's really not. Bro, there's it's really a broke ass text. Yeah. I I think. I mean, we we didn't do the Hall of Fame All Star starter or bench war. I'll say this is probably a solid starter. Like I yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. On behalf of my wife, I have to say <laughs> for, for Ryan's wife not to move to Paris. He has to see bench warmer. Um, the IMDb trivia. The only the only thing I had was uh, the film provides a credit for the lighting of the Eiffel Tower. According to Billy Crystal, Paris officials required the credit in order to allow filming that showed the tower, which is the most French fucking thing ever. Uh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Just the most French Pay thing ever. Pay your respects to the lights. <laughs> but uh i mean we can get into to what worked about it because we're talking i mean we're talking about the basketball when the when the basketball when the refing is happening that is that is something that absolutely works with this movie 100 like, it was really outstanding because it's look i will tell you what i told i texted you guys this but i was like this is gonna show my lack of knowledge for i think i said 80s basketball because i didn't know when this movie came out just further exacerbates. It's a lot of it's a lot of players who straddle like the late eighties yeah. and yeah. the nineties. Oh, so you're not like entirely far. You. You're not entirely off. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea. I had looked at his hair and was like, I don't know what year this is. Like <laughs> um, he he talks to Spud Webb, but Spud Webb's heyday was the eighties. The yeah. duck and sure. that's the guy who was his height, right? Or yes. Like, yes. Yes. I feel like I could talk to. Yes. Love that guy, guy won two dunk contests, Caroline. I love that. Yeah. Um I just think it was such a good you got and this is it's no surprise that the people that we saw the most of, so Reggie, Charles Barkley, like these are guys that have careers doing stuff on screen now. On camera, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no no surprise that these are the guys that like were great and stood out in this. Um, 
And Patrick Ewing, who has your favorite like college basketball clip ever of the- <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever shot that when- shot? Have you ever shot that shot? Put <laughs> it step back. It's still my favorite. <laughs> step back one legged. What kind of shot is that? Have you ever shot that shot? Do you work on that shot? And I will say it. David Robinson's a babe. Like San Antonio's yes. own. Like, yeah. like Caroline, of all the people that you've ever texted Kyle and I about while we prep for a movie to be like, this person's a babe, this is the one I have the least quibble with. Okay, like, good. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> David Robinson was a babe. You're like, That's totally yeah, fine. Of course. Um, and, you know, I loved the Navy joke, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, why are you whining? I, and I actually think the scene where he ejected everybody is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> That's right. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in this movie. <laughs> so that was in the trivia and I was going to include it, but I didn't I didn't want to like research it, but apparently it's like Billy Crystal and Kareem knew each other from New York like growing up, sure. like I guess they're around the same age and and it's but it also said they played basketball together and I was like, "Hmm." Uh, okay. Sure. I don't, I don't uh-huh. know. Like maybe uh-huh. once in a lot in LA yeah. just for yeah. fun. Pop a shot somewhere, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, that <laughs> yeah, Kareem in this movie. It's it's an it it really is like it seems like Billy Crystal when he gets behind a project, it's like something he's really passionate about. Like his um I don't know, have you guys seen sixty one? Mm-mm. the, base, the baseball movie he directed is yeah. legitimately one of my favorite baseball movies and it's like billy crystal is a massive yankees fan and mm-hmm. put his heart and soul behind that and i think i feel like he had i feel like he had the passion like he'd been in this great rom-com with when harry met sally and it's like oh i can combine the things i love like i'm good at rom-coms i'd love to write one i know all these famous people i know all these nba yes. players like yes. this is gonna work perfectly and instead it's a just a little disjointed but like the parts that work i think really work yeah so well i i agree with that assessment and if we're staying on parts that work the pigeon scene which i had forgotten about (laughs) is fucking great is really like i did not know deborah winger could do the physical comedy required to have a pigeon glued to her hair while a and scream at a front desk person at the vet like if you yes. get the doctor i'll kill you yes that was excellent um, deborah winger's career is so interesting like she's a, a multi-time oscar no- nominee yes it's all over the place yeah she took a long break after this yes um what else caroline what else worked for you in this movie um i really like joe Menten, yeah. Uh-huh. So, all right, I, I do want to ask about this. Kyle, you didn't like the storytelling format, correct? I, I th- So when, when I first texted you guys that, I was like a quarter of the way through the movie. Okay. It was just Joe Montani. It was just the guy from Criminal Minds. Real, like, real big <laughs> moment for this podcast, kind of transitioning from Dateline <laughs> to Criminal Minds, like really incorporating things. This is going to shock like, you. I was I've like, this is interesting. Episode. Oh, wow. I, oh, wow. I, I, Holy I shit. Have, I Knock me over with a feather. <laughs> <laughs> so I I thought it got better when it was all the friend when the friends started coming in when sure. it became a yeah. multi person thing. Like I thought when it was Marge, much better when Marge showed up. Yes, 
Yeah, and, really and, and Richard Masser, and like I thought that was, I thought that made it much more effective. That it was like okay. the friends coming around the table. I think they maybe could have incorporated them a little quicker. Because yes, I, at I first, I was that. just like, "Is is the guy from Criminal Minds just going to narrate this love story?" Like, right. I don't know. What if is that's the just... problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, "Hell yeah, Joe Man, Joe Man, yeah, is going to not narrate this entire thing for me." Also, why he has a column? Why wasn't he at the game? I don't want to get into what didn't work, but he's uh, like... I assume I assume he's off because he's getting married that week. <laughs> don't lie to the people, Ryan. Writers this is a, di- writer, this writer. Is a different. This is a different. <laughs> listen, Caroline. There's a scene where she talks to him, and he's like, "Well, you know, I could lose my column, and I might have to go back on the beat." And I'm like, "Ma'am." If only you know what the future of me looks like. That's that's not the concern we all have anymore. You should have said, what if we pivot to video? (laughs) Your 60-year-old Joe Mantanian trying to figure out how TikTok works. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Okay, I'm glad I'm glad you came around on it, Kyle. I did, I did. I I thought it was much better by the end of it. Yes, I thought it was I thought it was it made the movie more fun. It made you feel like you were sitting at the dinner table with all these like interesting and weird people. Yeah, because at first I was like, why won't they just like let him? Why won't they just let us see how this relationship is progressing? And then I was like, oh, I I like it, especially knowing like the ups and the downs and then eventually getting to the point where they're by the time they're all done with their stories, they're not together. I think that I think that's good. Right. Uh, Go ahead. The the waiter waiter was a delight. Yes. His descriptions of things, the sassiness, the uh, should I bring you guys breakfast menus? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved him. He was he no notes. Yeah, ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that he joined in on the champagne toast for this table. <laughs> yeah, a uh, something else that worked or just was extremely realistic was when um, the cop pulls him over and thinks he's having a mental health crisis and instantly mm-hmm. pulls his gun. I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that very much added up with uh with with how things would have gone in that yeah. situation. Yeah. I I will also say the the meat cute and the meat cute such that it is. I I will give them credit. I thought that was a like it's a it's an inventive premise yes. that he's yeah. bearing mostly because it gave us it was an excuse to sort of tell us a little bit about him and about his relationship with his dad and this that and the other. And it gives her a chance to like do something very sweet and thoughtful by coming to the funeral. Like it's it, it is a pretty good way to like bring two people who don't who have there's no reason for them to interact. Like it's it's a pretty good way to do it. It's also another one of these things for this movie. If you're just pitching this movie to me, like bit by bit of this is these are things that are in this movie. It's like you know the Vince McMahon meme where he's getting more and more excited. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Billy Crystal. It's a rom com. Mm-hmm. It's got NBA players in it. Mm-hmm. 90s NBA players in it. D Day references. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> love that. Like, love all of those things. What a yeah. perfect movie. Yeah. Um, I also I kind of mentioned this, but I really liked their. Well, one, you can absolutely tell this is pre 9 11 because she, he was like, do I have to use this ticket today? Right, She's like, right. you can be whatever you want. You go, you go um, whatever, yeah. It's like just real, anytime there's like real airport shenanigans where they're like, let me walk into the gate, like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but 
there i just thought the the way that they did the date was real cute but i also couldn't tell if it was one day or like i think we're i think we're meant to believe that he because because there's a thing where um mantania mentions he like buys clothes and you see him in the fucking beret yes i think he stayed for like a couple weeks or something yeah okay the lucrative life of an nba referee um something else that worked actually and something that I think this actually did better than a lot of will they, won't they rom-coms or just relationship movies. I thought it was a really authentic look at the ups and downs of couples and like the things that they argue with and like living, living with her very, very strange, ready to go dad, like his job, her job, where are they going to move pregnancy struggles, sex struggles? Like you don't always get a lot of like, real life problems and rom-coms it's it it doesn't usually work like that so i have a question go ahead why was he so difficult about moving you could you're flying to dallas i i have that i, in, I have it. that in what didn't work like you are not home much anyways yes um <laughs> i think he was just being a stubborn prick at that point like a lot here's the thing their fights are mean as shit. Yeah. When they, when they fight, they are both like knives are out and they are going for like the most personal shit possible. They this is a couple that has terrible communication issues <laughs> yes. like from Jump Street. Um I I I half agree with you Kyle and I half disagree. I think this is a movie that has way too much dip on its chip. I agree that it talks about issues that I think, especially for the time, were like very layered and complicated. I don't think it is capable of really dealing with them in really thoughtful ways because like the way it disposes with a lot of like, let's take the dad, for example, the you have to take care of, you know, your your partner's elderly parent. Sure. Super tricky thing. It is mostly played for weird laughs about this like man who might have dementia. <laughs> and then it's just disposed of because she just dumps him on her brothers. Gave him to my brothers. And you know, it's it's not like like there was not a moment where it was like, oh, I grew from this or I learned something or what. It's like, nope, just like dealt with it. I look the the whole the IVF stuff, especially like in watching it today is an entirely different yeah. thing. But obviously 1995 wasn't like that. Um, I really struggled with it because I, I was like, I don't know why you two are trying to have a kid. I think you're trying to have a kid to save your marriage. And that seems like a really bad plan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you'd be good. parents. No. When, when I said it was an, it was a look at things that like couples struggle with it. Yes. I didn't say it was like a good look. Like, yeah, I mean, mean, they, they tried is what I'm saying. And I appreciate Yeah. I, I guess like I would agree with you if the movie progressed in a different way and like they, they changed or their relationship developed because of these struggles. But it felt like at the end they were just like, ah, but we love each other, right? Neither one of us has become any more grown up or thoughtful or like better at communicating, but we're in love because we've decided we are and we're just going to keep pushing through. And I was like, boy, I just don't think this is the relationship that works. Well, it's but the thing that drove me nuts was you're right, is it felt like all of their problems outside of like, I, I was outside of the fertility, but I thought the fertility yeah. was one of the things that they handled the best. Yeah. Like, 
there was no anger at one or the other for not making a dream come true. There was no right. like what all that stuff. Like the stuff around the IVF was like quirky. Like I don't want to give you shots because I'm biting right. on a pencil. Like it, whatever. And it was also like really sad at points. Mm-hmm. It was. It was, and that was like some of the best emotional beats mm-hmm. of the whole thing. And then the stuff that like just grow up and move somewhere where she can get a good job that she likes doing so that when you're gone on your work schedule that it's it's an NBA city you'll be fine like you know what I mean like and not even just Dallas like when they first got there Mm -hmm. why are you putting her up in some dingy or some bachelor pad like that's the stuff you got to grow up if you're going to do this stuff grow up and like actually try like yeah yeah don't do that shit that's the thing it's like Dallas is a huge city with an airport where you can fly direct anywhere. It's again, it's not like she was like, we've got to go back to Wichita to live with my brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do you, do you want to shift into what didn't work about this? Sure. Yeah, I guess we kind of already did. I feel, yeah. And I feel, I feel like at this point, right. I think you have to lead off. Cause. Um, I, I think ultimately what does is like, so and this isn't this isn't going to apply for Caroline because she's only seen it once. We might as well rip that, get that out of the way. A lot of this movie is, evokes when Harry met Sally. The whole sort of like we're telling you a story that's already happened. Like the storytelling mechanism is very similar. Mm-hmm. The idea that it's filtered through friends of the couple is very similar. Obviously, it's got Billy Crystal. A lot of the sort of the like romantic beats like are supposed to feel the same, but. I think where when Harry met Sally is about like how a relationship gets going and how two people who like are trying to figure out if they are in love and what being in love even means. Like it has like, it's a good sort of like starting look this, this just does. I I think it just doesn't know what it wants to be. And like, I, I, (sighs) the thing about when Harry met Sally is that when the two main characters are apart, I think they are both still charming and interesting and you are rooting for them. Like you hope they get together, but either way you're like Meg Ryan is fun. And I like this character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way they wrote the Deborah winger character, I like didn't know who she was and I didn't have like, she doesn't, she has like a very flat life and it makes it hard. Like even with the dad, just like there's nothing there about like, this is why my dad is important to me. This is like yeah. who, what he means to me. This is the weird relationship I have with my brothers. This is why my marriage fell apart and why I may like, and maybe bringing baggage into our relationship or why I have learned some things that you haven't learned. Like if, if there's a lot of missed opportunities is what I would say. And I feel yeah. like you could solve a lot of that because you're right. You'd, we'd get, it's an odd mix of like emotional deep points. Like with, like we said with the IVF with some of those things and also a complete like glossing over mm-hmm. of the real emotional beats because mm-hmm. all it would have taken is they spent those, that the montage again, the day, the, the date montage in Paris, just show them like, the first night that he stays over, they stay up and talk the whole night. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he's, you're essentially telling us they hung out for a week, three, anywhere from a day to seven days. Essentially he goes back. Um, and they, he doesn't know anything. And then he wants to marry her. Like that's like, that's it. That's right. why that's where we're at. Like right. there's a lot of just like showing up, which I get anxiety when it's, you can't communicate. It's like the friends episode where like Ross goes to 
London and like Emily comes to the States, like that kind of thing, like gives me anxiety. <laughs> like the thing where she reveals super late, I'm married. I am actively married and I maybe am leaving my husband, but I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. That's like wild. The, yeah. the fact that it is just like blown to the side and it's just like, well, whatever uh, is, ooh, man. Because that like, is after they've slept together. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because it's after he's come back the second time. Yes. It's after he. All right. So let's let's talk about this for a second. The game in which he ejects Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Lambeer. Um, and Isaiah, yes. Isaiah Thomas and Bill Beer and the entire, like, both teams and, like, a, a hot dog, a, a, a nacho vendor. That's right. Yeah. He would never work in NBA no. again, right? Okay. No, no way. He's, <laughs> the sports he's fan done. to me, I was, as, like, a movie watcher, I was laughing. The sports fan to me was like, how is this man going to be punished? And who's going to unmess right. up his decisions? Because that suspended. game needs to happen. Yes, he was suspended for a week. Lambeer's got me in a headlock out there. What are you waiting for? Blood? Technical foul. Who's doing it? For what? Do you want another one? Do you want another one? What did I say? Just because you're having a bad game, don't take it out on me. You're out of here, Kareem. What are you nuts? This is my farewell game. Oh, come on. Let me be the first to say farewell. Get out of here. No, 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 no. You're nuts. Yeah, man. really? Hey, what are you laughing at? Nothing. No? Nothing. That's a technical for lying. Are you, are you lying? Am I out of my mind? Am I crazy? Yeah, well, it's like we think about like what the league would do to him or whatever. Like what would the Pistons do to him? Like, I mean, I mean, how do you... no way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, but like, I, I'll, I'll say it again. Like, I think I could have been okay with a lot more of it. If I found them to be a more interesting and rootable couple. And there were just too many times where I was like, I'm fine. If you guys split up, I don't think this is good. The chemistry is not there. And I think like with it, when Harry met Sally comparison, I think we get the clear answer of what it looks like when Nora Ephron writes a female character versus what like Billy Crystal and his boys write a female character. Well, so the other two writers on this have written like good, like they wrote a league of their own. Yeah. Which is great. So, so secretly, I'm like, I think Billy Crystal was the problem here. Yeah. I think Billy Crystal was like, you know what was great about when Harry met Sally? Me. So we're <laughs> gonna make a movie that's specifically, got more of that in. specifically that me and I fucked a lot because yeah, that right. was one thing oh, those two yeah. characters have in common. Okay, okay. we need to talk about what the, our NBA cheerleaders fucking the refs. Multiple, <laughs> multiple. Of hey, them. Mickey. Like, really? Like, d- d- was. I don't like. I don't think Tim Donaghy would have resorted to like throwing away his career betting if he would have just been cleaning up with a cheerleader in every city. It's also Billy Crystal, to be clear. Like you know, Billy Crystal may be funny, and in some instances he is charming, but he's not like wow, fucking stunner. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta tell you, not not my type yeah i need we need to read direct from from the from the book of darnie uh in our in our text thread i need to find this these nba ref uniforms are the least sexy things i've ever seen as if they were supposed to not if they're supposed to be the opposite yeah yeah okay what what professional sport has the sexiest refs um 
Probably football. I would say soccer because you get to see oh, some yeah. leg. You get to see some leg. Yeah, and they're I running. Do... It's the it's the, the yeah. more more cardio with that. I yeah. was I was more like thinking like hockey. These big ass. I was literally gonna say Ed hockey. Is... Baseball baseball's super low. Just burly yeah. burly old white dudes <laughs> with with dip spit trickling down their chin. Yeah. Um, I just Ho- hockey's not that hard. No. His hair was weird. Sure. Um. I just and it's the late nineties clothes and the you know, just not a lot. I mean that's I tell you, those ref uniforms were hideous. Like <laughs> the little V neck and it's like oddly tight, but like not tight. It was weird. I didn't like it. I mean, I think I think you need to take it up with Adam Silver and be like, you, you gotta get these guys <laughs> now, looking a little sharper. Joe Mantania sleeping around, I bought. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. was like, Of course, of course he's killing it. Probably, yeah, probably did well for himself. Yeah, Mickey. Yeah, I mean, no, he plays the same character essentially in um, Criminal Minds too. He's like, oh, I'm the guy that's like been married four times, and like, you know, this was what? this was marriage one for him at forty. Mm-hmm. This is early. And yeah. well, okay, here's the thing. I don't. I won't. I won't say this worked or didn't work. Um, it's not a ring endorsement for relationships. <laughs> No, no, oh, Mantania's no. marriage. No way it works, right? They've no, been, been 100%, together what no. three months, and she clearly no. doesn't know a whole lot about him. All like, right, no all right. Let's let's go around of the of the couples that are in this movie. Best couple, uh, the Marge Simpson and the Subaru guy, the Subaru Leo guy. Leo from the West Wing. Him and, and his, his him and his, his second, second wife. wife. <laughs> him and his second wife. I I feel like are the strongest because like she's she's seems secure enough in herself and like putting up with his, like she like, she'll talk down to him a little bit. They both understand what they're there for. It, exactly. True. Exactly. I'll give you that. That's what, that's where that. I think that they're, I, I think like Mantania and his fiance are cooked. I, if they last a year, I'm shocked. Um, I like Caroline's answer. I think Caroline, it took me good. far too long to realize that that was March Simpson. Um, <laughs> And then it was because I was looking down. And Homer she Simpson's had... in the movie too. Who does Homer's voice? Um, Rush Limbaugh? The guy? No. He's His the, name's Dan the, Castle. The guy, yeah, the guy test driving the Subaru. The guy test driving the Subaru. <laughs> that's my wife. Personal. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's Homer Simpson. Stop. Again, I think this was a Billy Crystal can get people in this movie thing. Yeah, that's fa- It just, well, like we talked about, you said there was way more of a whatever and i was like oh yeah okay because it's um uh joe mantenia Mon- I, we've all said his name differently every single time so you, you're it. the one who keeps making it <laughs> <Mantegna>. <laughs> he's italian what wait now i don't now i don't know if you're making <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing with you i was like wait is he not oh god because he plays a very italian man on Uh, criminal minds and every reference point that i have of him is criminal minds there's a lot of references to veal parmesan in this so much parmesan Parmesan. that's true um how do we feel about the ending you know you know it's gonna work out wait so who got the parmesan one uh does it matter no, I don't think okay, it's fine. Um, so which which ending do you mean? The ending uh, of the restaurant? Her, her the showing up. Of... Her showing up in the in the arena. Oh, a lot of problems <laughs> here, folks. One, don't disrespect the troops by walking around <laughs> yelling and fighting your co 
co-ref. Fox News would have blown in the middle of sexy, sexy saxophone anthem. Please have some respect. Two, where is the like floor security pre nine eleven? As you said, yeah. Let people, people like kids before the horrific events of September 11th. You could go anywhere you wanted. You could walk into the White House and you could pee on the carpet if you wanted to (laughs) do whatever you wanted. Um, because it's like she just walks right on out. Yeah, let me let me get out here. It, It seemed like a dream scenario. And at that moment, I know Caroline, you hate the theory that Maverick died at the beginning of Top Gun, and this whole thing is about him like righting the wrongs in his life. Like it all works out too perfectly. And when it was working out so perfectly for Mickey that he's like, I'm going to Paris, and it's like there she is. I was like, wait. What if Bill Lambeer kills him during <laughs> oh, that one game and everything else is a dream sequence? I was going to say, I was going to say the cop killed him. And from then oh, on, sure, it was th- sure. that's, that's what yeah. happened. Yeah, that could work Bill, too. Bill yeah. Lambeer killing him on national Bill TV. Lambeer snapped his neck on television. <laughs> um, and David Stern, David Stern suspended him for two games for it and then had him back out there. I just, I just... It, I wish the ending had been like, I wish they had done more. Like again, my wife and I were talking about this and like, we never see these two get married. And I think there's an opportunity for them to do a thing where they decide to get married while he's out on the road and they have to like find two witnesses and it's two NBA players. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Like how great would that be? And then how great it would be if you go back where they reconcile at, center court of msg and those two players happen to be there and yeah. are like oh my god i knew you guys would figure it. like there were ways to sort of like use the basketballness of it all that they just didn't and i mean like god he, damn it if he'd been kicking off like what's going on in his relationship like on the free throw line with someone yes with, like with reggie miller or whoever yes yes why uh, don't they let us like contribute to these we, unclear we do such a good job unclear like Unclear. We've fixed so many movies. Yep. I could have I fixed. I I don't know if you listened to the For the Water Cooler. I fixed Madam Web. Like yes. I fixed, yes, you did. You <laughs> like, fixed everything. Sony really could have used you. <laughs> yeah, Matt was like, "Oh, that's a much better movie." I was like, "I know." <laughs> like he should. He should. There should be a B plot where like every time he refs Spud Web, like he and Spud like talk about what's going on in their lives. And Spud Webb is at this game and is like, go, Mickey, go to hers. You know, it's like, yes. whatever. Yeah, yeah. It should. It it just it seems like they got them all in like a kind of a bulk opportunity. And it was like, we got to yes. shoot our shot with you, this. And we don't know how. Yeah, we don't know how we're going to work them in. Because really, yeah. the most of the the NBA stuff is just the one montage. It's like, let's have a fun, a fun montage with this. And then let's have the game in the beginning, which shows how good a ref he is, even though like mm-hmm. I thought Barkley got the shot off and two <laughs> Barkley, Barkley and David Robinson, you know, yelling at each other, and which is so much funnier in retrospect, knowing now that we know how Charles Barkley feels about the city of San Antonio and Barkley having to go back there. Uh, yeah. Very, uh, very fun little tidbit there. Charles Barkley has put the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals, the most dramatic victory in the history of the Suns franchise. No basket. The shot was after the buzzer. Game's over. Are you crazy? No, no, Charles. You crazy? Charles, you didn't get it off. You were late. Oh, hey, 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 we, we, late. Got hey, we got it off. Didn't get it off. Got it off. Late. Late. We did get it off. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. I thought for sure. I was like, he got that shot off. What are we doing here? Like, can you go to the monitor? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. So I thought he was, I thought like it was setting up Mickey to like, he was going to go in witness protection because it was a terrible mm-hmm. call. And then they were like, and then, uh, Mantegna is like, hey, Mickey got it right. And I was like, he did. Like, it's I like, thought- right. <laughs> you should probably show us that again. Cause yeah, right. and it's like, well, why did, why did everybody talk about it for days? If this was, if it was right. Yeah, it would like be not- the courage, Ryan, That's the right. courage, right. the bravery. Yes. The bravery to cross Sir Charles. Uh, okay. Let's take a quick ad break and then we're going to get back with the best scene. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, we're back. Uh, best scene in this movie. I feel like the one we've talked about the most is the extended basketball montage of Billy Crystal being very animated when he refs basketball. A lot of lot of dancing travel calls and things of that nature. Are there Ryan? Is there a better scene in this movie than that? I I do like the pigeon scene a lot. Pigeon scene. I do is think good. the pigeon scene is very amusing. But I'm trying to think of like scenes that actually both of these are scenes that don't actually matter to the movie, which is tricky. Not at all. Not at all. I'm trying to think like what the best scene is that actually that actually impacts the like the main story. It might it might be the scene where uh they go uh visit Marge at the hospital. And like have to confront the fact that like they're not having children and what that like that's probably the the most where you like feel for them as a couple, but it's not like a good scene even. Ugh, it's tricky. One that I, I thought was a good rom com scene and like the closest to them having like good chemistry and good like banter is when she shows up at his hotel. And, in, oh, in Charlotte or in whatever. Char- yeah, and and she walks in, and they start doing the like. These are like the you know the things that you find out about the you know the little like um you know pet little peeves pet or peeves and stuff. It's yeah. like how you know the toothpaste thing. Also, <clears throat> squeezing from the top of a toothpaste tube should be illegal. People, no one should do that. You squeeze from it's the a bottom. Real, it's and, a real seven. I can tell you from experience, it's a real seven year old move. Oh yeah, I mean no. Th- Kids like squeeze from the middle full yeah, fist. Yeah. It's the dumbest. They're nightmares. Uh, but um, like taking the car, sleeping with the window open, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I enjoyed. I, I thought that the was window good. open, people. Like unless it's well, I say that until it hits a certain point, and then as soon as it hits sixty degrees, 
all the windows are closing. Yeah. 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 yeah, you're you're speaking of the privilege of someone who doesn't live in a furnace state. So yeah, uh, excuse me. I did. Have you no, been in Virginia no, in the no, summer? I have it's been the Virginia. Same. The summer is humid, but like I'm talking like all year, it is a furnace except for the two weeks a year where it's freezing. Fun state, fun, I just, fun I just climate keep, here. I keep my windows open when it's freezing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When it's they're open right now and it's like 40 degrees out. Uh, I, I, <laughs> and then I, was, I run a fan. <laughs> I will say. The funeral scene is very good. Yes. The funeral <laughs> scene is very good. The, it's, thank you. It's a thank little you lighthearted. It's a little serious. Yes. Thank you for not dying so I could be born. And also, the hats in this movie. My God. <laughs> Deborah Winger wears some fucking jaunty chapeaus. Let me tell you what. This was the first <laughs> sign that we had that she didn't have friends. Because it was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's she gonna do with it? Let me go to this. Let me go to this guy. Oh, wow. Let me go to his dad's this lonely left ass look funeral. With, you're wearing, yeah, you're wearing your plaid blossom hat. Because okay, presumably cool. that church is in Normandy. Like I, I would assume. Like I yes, assume they did somewhere, not move somewhere the bodies around all there. the way to Paris. That they died in Normandy. No. Yes, and and she says it's like they have to drive hour a and while. Half. Get, yeah, yeah, she said it's an hour and a half to Charles de Gaulle because she works yeah. at de Gaulle because she had the pin on that said CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's yeah. A, that's like the Paris airport. So like, wow, wow. Yeah. Um, world look, traveler, would, look out, in, Rick. Caroline has passport stamps. Uh, we, please welcome to the podcast, Rick Steves, everybody. <laughs> we got a badass over here. See, no one cared. Uh, <laughs> Have we done Jurassic Park yet? No, Jurassic we haven't. Park. It's I. I'm gonna be honest. I think that's actually nominated for the poll for next month. I have to look. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. I will say in her defense for the jaunty chapeaus, um, the '90s, the the mid '90s to late '90s were a yeah. real tough time mm-hmm. for girls and women yeah. with regards to headwear. Oh, because... it was all American girl shit. Oh my! Thank you. Yes, <laughs> the hat with like bent, like you said, blossom. Where it's like bent up in the front, mm-hmm. has like a big old plastic daisy on the front or some mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, jaunty caps. Um, and the bad hair. The hair in this movie across the board, actually, minus Joe um, Mantegna's fiance's hair is wild. Oh, <laughs> the redheaded, the Not redheaded good. dancer, the worst look of the whole movie. It's it's not it's not good. It's funny. I, Caroline, I'm on sure Monday she's... we talked about Drew Barrymore's like weird Bob thing. Bob, and, yeah, and wedding, wedding singer. singer. It would fit right in in this movie. Oh, 100 percent. Before yeah. we before we continue with best scene, do you think the black ref knows that they're all like friends and hanging out, and he's never <laughs> invited to anything? I know. Like, I was waiting for him to come in. He was so nice. I also though like, did you see his? <laughs> <laughs> who's the guy for is he from west wing the other ref john spencer yeah, i just yeah. called him leo yeah yeah he in the west wing was when he was like are you gonna eat that before you ref a game i thought that was very funny yeah uh, the other ref had like the worst looking like cottage cheese melon plate <laughs> happening very very 90s this yeah. movie has a lot of weird 90s diet culture yeah. bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's woman, weighing the, the olives. The scale. Yeah. Marge is out here weighing every single thing. Oh boy. All yeah. right. Anyway, sorry. That so I'll go with the funeral for best scene. 
<laughs> love this rom-com that funeral that that's funeral. all i got that's Favorite. all i got i think yeah. it's the date the date in paris i like the date in paris what is there a part of it that you really liked um i did not like when he stood really close to the edge on every river every time they're by the river sure okay being very uncomfortable when they were walking by the canals it reminded me of before sunrise and then Mm -hmm. i was like before sunrise is a much better love story (laughs) (laughs) no no i wish i was watching before sunrise kind of kind of yeah i i went on ebay to look at right i've gotten very into uh physical media again physical media (laughs) i've been been purchasing blu-rays like a normal like a normal person (laughs) my 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 wife totally doesn't think i've gone fucking crazy uh but yeah i was like i wonder before sunrise blu-rays on ebay uh so that's what this movie led me to um, um caroline thought... can confirm that jurassic park has won the uh the poll for March. So, what excellent news for me personally jurassic park and john wick actually so. oh hell yeah okay i'm gonna see if my dad wants to come on for that a lot I'm just of kidding. a lot of death on big screen sports in march my dad loves the john wick movies absolutely i think that your dad's a cool dude yeah Yeah, he is a cool dude also Uh, the john wick series is built for dads yes built for dads yeah Um, built built in the dad lab mm -hmm. i will be starting that movie like 10 minutes in though i don't i don't watch the beginning anymore it's Um, tough yeah i I, at this point it's like it's not needed you know why he's you know know why why he's doing what he's doing uh as someone who has read the book jurassic park probably 30 times in my life i was built for this podcast so I can How many point times out. are you going to say in the book on the uh, episode? A few, a few, a handful. They do a pretty good. Honestly, they, the thing, Jurassic Park is a great movie and they do a really essentially. Caroline, you can't start doing the Jurassic Park podcast <laughs> in the middle of this. Mic. You can't do it. But I'll say all I'll say is we'll do it Jurassic next week. Three, Jurassic Park three is essentially just the scenes from the first book that they had to cut for time from the movie. I That's... snuck into Jurassic Park 3 with <gasps> friends. Right. We went to see, what did we want to see? I think we went to see the Marky Mark Planet of the Apes. Oh, and that's we were a like, bad oh, and we were and, yes. That's so a we ba- bad movie. We paid to see that. We were like, that sucked. And then you we owe like, us one. And then we were like, let's just go sneak into Jurassic Park 3. And we were like, that also sucked. <laughs> that's but like, a, like that's like a two for movies. one. Yeah, it's like a two yeah. for one thing at the snack bar. But you got like a stale pretzel and and, <laughs> and like, a stapler. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. Best quote in this movie. There's a lot of just like Billy Crystal being you. I think you could tell when something was scripted and something was like Billy Crystal was like, I just came up with a zinger. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. this instead. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot. Anything like, that the waiter said, the waiter is good. Yes, the waiter is charming. Um, when cheat and look at IMDb after the pigeon scene, when he gets back, he when he answers the phone or we talk, he gets off the phone. And he goes, "That was the vet. Good news. The pigeon is gonna make it," which <laughs> which caught me. Um, and then when he's uh pre uh pre him giving his sperm sample scene when he or when he's talking to the uh i guess the nurse at the, at the sperm joint uh when he says i used to carry a picture of my right hand in my wallet which which fucking killed me <laughs> there's there are several scenes in this movie where we have to talk about billy crystal masturbating like Dang. before before he before uh 
Deborah Winger comes back, he's on the phone with Joe Mantegna asking him questions about like an old teacher of theirs so he can masturbate to her later. <laughs> yeah. And then Joe Mantegna stays on the phone and listens to them have sex. While Joe yeah. Mantegna is having sex. Is having sex. <laughs> yes. And, and his fiance thinks this is not all just okay, but great. Yeah. Well, I think he, no, doesn't he gloss over it? Like, that his no. his part doesn't he gloss over that because he's like oh I was eating or something like that he doesn't he doesn't he say doesn't, that he yes. was having he sex. doesn't he does say that say... he was having sex but she thinks it's fine that he listened to them have sex yes yeah she's she seems very much along a little like naive and along for the ride yeah yeah uh, yeah when they are in couples counseling and they're just yelling at each other and then Billy Crystal looks at the counselors says when do you two get involved when there's gunplay. <laughs> I did laugh at that. Oh wait, I did enjoy. He's he's refing with Reggie Miller, and Reggie Miller says to him, um, "Where do you buy your clothes from?" And and Mickey says, "Why?" And Reggie Miller <laughs> says, "My wife and I are having a kid. We want to know where to shop." <laughs> like that's some shit. I'm like, I bet Reggie Miller would say that 100. Yeah. percent that it was so I also I actually think a bunch of his zingers as much as I was like I don't get it um when he said I'm very impressed you've got little kids over here two three year olds two three years old and they're already speaking they're French. already speaking French yeah yeah oh uh <laughs> uh bet I bet you'd give me my dad if I were Hitler you'd give me the whole country if I was Hitler <laughs> Any any shot at the French just laying down in World War II is always a fun one. Like it gets Damn. used in every movie. It is like there is no reason why they just let him stay in the airport for two days. Yeah. Is this where Tom Hanks got the idea for uh for the terminal? Maybe so. Maybe so. Which is Tom a, Hanks, which is a pretty Tom, ass movie that I've seen like ten times. Tom Hanks would have been better than Billy Crystal in this movie. Yes, yes actually, yes. I'll say that. I mean, if this is Tom Hanks and I guess Meg Ryan's like a layup, but this is Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, this movie's a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, when the waiter says about the white wine, it's like me, fruity yet oddly appealing. <laughs> <laughs> I should have written down all of them. Oh man. Uh, what's the most athletic moment in this movie? We don't get. Do we get does any shot that doesn't count? <laughs> yeah. Uh Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway crosses someone up and drives to the hole. David Robinson dunks on somebody. David Robinson just sitting on the bench was pretty much the most athletic thing. Yeah. I like I think it's fair to say NBA players doing NBA things. Yeah, NBA players exist. Oh, Ryan. Whoa. Very yeah. athletic. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Ryan, going out and live there. All the cheerleaders oh. managing to seduce Mickey with their dancing. The mm-hmm. cheerleaders mm-hmm. just no, desperately Mickey, hoping that the five seven ref is Mickey's fighting Mickey off. being able yeah. to seduce the cheerleaders is the most athletic thing with mm-hmm. that. I just can I need someone from like a physics department to explain his hair to me. Just I Billy like, Crystal's what, hair. What in about general? it? What What do you want to know about his hair? The like, curliness? How, how? it's the like pattiness? Yes. <laughs> like, how does it stay like that? That's just how it is. What does it look like wet? <laughs> just a wet version of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just like a, just like a, I don't know, like a, like a flat chia pet, maybe. <laughs> oh. Ew. He is, 
this is a man with a very with a very soft body. <laughs> for, <laughs> as mu- for as much as we're seeing Billy Billy Crystal's shirtless and in bed, the very this, a very soft body. The choice to like look as soon as I get home, the jeans are out out of the picture. Why is his like post sex casual look? Let me put these back on real quick. Again, because like, Billy Crystal is thinking about like how to, he's writing this for himself, and he's like, "How how should I look? Like I'm gonna look if I was just wearing sweatpants, I would look kind of lame, but I'm gonna look cool." Yeah, but think yeah. like Nora Ephron put this man in nice sweaters and good jackets. Oh and a yes, beard oh and yeah. Like, Nora Ephron covered this man up because she was <laughs> yeah. like, "You the charm of you." Is not you sitting around without a shirt on. That's not your strength, Billy Crystal. But yeah. on this cable end. I, I right. referenced this it in the text. <laughs> I referenced this in our text, but the the one of the greatest moments in the history of the Rewatchables podcast is talking about James Bond wearing khakis in bed after <laughs> post coitus. And it's like Billy Crystal thought that was knew that was gonna happen sixteen years later. It was like I have to beat James Bond to the punch. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to beat Daniel Craig to the punch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just sexy, sexy. Billy Crystal. Two, two sexy men, Daniel Craig and Billy Crystal. Two very sexy men. <laughs> okay, the Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award for Best Supporting Character. The Waiter. Wow. Um, Marge is really good. She is really good. Yes. Marge is really good. Um, I like John Spencer just because I like Leo from the West Wing. John Spencer is also good because he like adds a little bit of friction to the movie like mm-hmm. it he, he straight up is like you should leave her you should move on from this relationship it does not work for you yeah um, but the advice that they should be giving each other is like have you considered have you tried communicating have you tried like you know what i mean like the advice was oh, not advice. no a hundred percent but like there is something practical like john spencer is not representing the emotionally uh mature no not advice. at all but like there is something to what kyle has said about John Spencer and Kathy Moriarty have a relationship where, like, is it a loving one? I wouldn't say that. But is it one where everybody understands what they're doing there? It is that. And that's a lot more than you can say for for Billy Crystal and Deborah Winger. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're cool. they're operating on the same playing field, John Spencer and Kathy Moriarty. They're like yeah. they they know the, they both they know the it. assignment. Also, they his grilling outfit was the most '90s. It was the the short Wait, his sleeve. or Billy Crystal's? His. Well, the, okay. both of them are. But he's wearing <laughs> the short sleeve checkered button down with an undershirt, and Billy Crystal has like what? It's like the t-shirt he has a with sweater a vest. vest and the he, sweater no, vest. he has a sweater vest over a t-shirt and a black baseball cap with an like embroidered eight ball on it. Yeah, he looks the most like. <laughs> off-duty cop he has ever looked <laughs> in his life oh man um yeah i i think i don't know i'm going with john spencer I, and the, except unless we can pick like barkley barkley has one scene and really goes for it they the, all the basketball players are great it's just that they're not in it enough that's yeah. the, the only bummer yeah. like otherwise i would agree with you but i think spencer i think marge um i like the friend, the friend group is all pretty entertaining. Yes, at the Richard uh, Masser at the table, yeah, telling the story. I yes. liked, I liked that they, they, they comboed on the story a lot. They're like, oh, yes. I tell this better. I, yes. I like that aspect. Yes. yes, yes. And it's also funny that this friend group, that clearly their main activity when Mickey is not around is talking about Mickey's train wreck. Hey, you know what? You know what? 
that's relatable. Yeah. Like I think everybody <laughs> has been in a friend group where either they were the subject of it for some point, or they were they there was one person of the friend group who was like, "You are the topic." We have a separate group chat that you're not in. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Defend the villain. Who is the villain in this movie? Billy Crystal. That might be right, yeah. honestly. I mean, there's Billy Crystal's dad, who seems <sighs> like seems like he was. So right away, like they lead the movie with like, oh yeah, he hated his dad. His dad abandoned him. Mm-hmm. Like they threw a celebration when his dad left, and then it's like, yeah, he was in D Day, and everyone in his company died around him. I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, so that guy was a little troubled for the rest of his life. He's <laughs> that had some that, attachment that issues. That, w- watching really all of point. his friends die mm-hmm. on Omaha mm-hmm. Beach when he was like mm-hmm. nineteen maybe caused him a few issues. I, I, yeah. I could see that. I could I see, see that. that. Uh, I think Billy Crystal is the villain, yes, because I think he, if 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 I were to assign blame in this relationship, I would have a hard time not putting most of it on him. I would then, agree. I, to be fair, she does lie about having a spouse. Oh, she's not. I don't think either of these people are good people. Yeah, but I think he is. I think he is the 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 worst partner of the two. Yes, I do too. I mean, shit, she moved out of Paris, and that will always make you. That's always. And, and I would then he like, wasn't willing to move to Dallas. So, yeah, my, so okay. My... So, so all right. In the interest of defending the villain, my wife pointed out like nobody asked her. He never was like, "Please leave Paris and come live with me." True. Like she just did. She just showed up in Charlotte with her stuff. And then was like, we'll figure it out from here. And and I there there are elements of this where like I think he is stupid, but she makes a lot of like big changes yeah. without talk like you kinda you kinda get the sense that she just showed up one day with her dad and was like, He lives with us now. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. They did not dad. explain that. This right. Is dad. Yeah. Right, right. And like and made it sound like he'll be here for a week. And like Caroline, yes, his bachelor pad is a fucking disaster. But the, again, the four like bench seats, like from a yes, from like from like a tailgate. Yeah, like, but even that sort of like, yeah, she she just showed up. She's just there. She, yeah. She's the one who left. So like, he, he also, I will say, he tried to give up his job as an NBA referee, job that he yeah. loved, and it's like. It's one thing if he has like a really cushy like sales job or he like likes it. Like this is an MBA. This is an elite level of a profession that is very, very, very difficult to get into. No mm-hmm. offense to her and her job that she seems very good at, but it is not like working for an airline. And he tries to give it up to go sell Subarus. Yes. She is um, very bad at. Yeah. Uh, God, this is tough. He's such an asshole. He's, yeah, he's such a dick, though. <laughs> such a dick and and caroline's right like when when she's like i'm i'm going to dallas and he's like no i don't want to this is my house i'm i'm tired of get doing whatever you want it's like, god you're such a dick yeah and then i that's why i actually really appreciate that she was like okay then i'm going to paris right like yes dallas was the middle ground and i was willing yeah. to sacrifice a place that i loved living the first time yeah. and i was ready to do it again and uh not this time though if you're not going to come to dallas 
like i'm not staying here what is this airline that has two job openings one's in dallas and one's in paris i mean i guess very convenient from storytelling perspective (laughs) (laughs) um you think they were uh, like all right we're gonna have paris as an option as the backup what's the worst city you can think of (laughs) like that they're like they would have a major international hub airport i mean it is it is pre-dirk dallas he did he did change that city oh sure um all right, I guess my ultimate defense of the villain is the title of the movie. Like the the whole premise is that Billy Crystal is trapped in this magical time he had yeah. with her during a very weird time in his life and is and and says to his friends like I just want it to be like the way it was then. And all of them are like that's not how life works, bud. And and I but I I think you can at least understand the emotion of like, oh, I wish I I yearn for a simpler, more romantic time when I don't have to deal with like the realities of a relationship. It's not a particularly mature place to be, but it's understandable. Whereas the Deborah Winger side of it, I don't I don't know what is special about this to her. Like I get why this is magical for him. I don't really get it from her perspective. He makes her laugh. He doesn't though. Like that shit ends very quickly. <laughs> I know. She just he, doesn't he... have a lot going on. She doesn't have any other interests. No. Nothing. So it's like him and airlines. This couple has to have an incredible amount of like airline, like frequent flyer miles. Well, like, well, well I will say she at least wants to like do cultural things because he sure her theater activity oh he's such an asshole <laughs> yeah <laughs> and have you like i've been in that situation where you're like excited about something and someone else is just like oh well it's obviously just this like they're trying to make it seem smarter than it right. is like, right even because then once they say that they've like you've ruined it like right it sucks yeah that, yes you are supposed to like maybe not feign enthusiasm but like you don't have to trash this thing yeah don't yuck my yum especially if i'm not if i'm married to you right like right put up with bullshit listen to my he should have lived in new york she could have easily gotten an airline job in new york and they could have gone to paris like whenever they wanted to they could have spent the whole off season in paris yeah, they it, have pretty much an unlimited supply of frequent flyer miles. A hundred percent. At her job, they can go 100%. literally anywhere. Yeah, man, this this couple not the best. <laughs> uh, the Peter Gallagher Award for the hottest person in this Ooh. movie. David Robinson. That's right. yeah. I, th- I think that's I probably right. it. This isn't like in the hottest movie we've ever talked it's, about. It's it's a tough. Again, it's a real tough time frame especially now like 80s has its own vibe where it's like sexy 80s and like 2000s you know people start figuring out whatever this like mid to late 90s was Schlubby just a 90s off yeah. time for everybody real like real a lot of bangs a lot of even, like like even the dancers it's just sort yes. of like oh boy that's what your hair is at this point <laughs> yes. in time unfortunately i'm telling you i and i'm sure she wasn't an ugly woman the redheaded lady i was like ah what is that? <laughs> fast. Like, but you you hate the Irish, so <laughs> notable, noted. I mean, even... you think we should go back to no Irish allowed policies? <laughs> even Brad Pitt had kind of bad hair around this time. Yes, like, sure. It's when he had that, like he had like stringy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I just mean, uh... look at the look at the guys that were like 
teen beat cover. It's the parted hair down the middle was like the look Butt with cut. the, the yeah. frosted yeah. tips or like whatever. It was just a real, not a great decision. It was, making. A, du- it was a dumpy time. Yeah. 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 And, I, and that's why as, as an elder millennial, <laughs> when the, when the Gen Z try and make fun of us on the, on the TikTok, uh, <laughs> it, with the like, you know, the little plastic stretchy chokers and, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I'm like, no, you can't make me feel bad about this stuff. I'm not going back to Jinkos. I'm not going back to baby tees and wide mm-hmm. legs. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. I'm not parting my hair down. Okay. Okay. But here's the thing. This movie came out the same year as Clueless. Holy shit. Wow. And, and, and like, yeah. And that's like to think that these exist in the same sort of like sartorial timeline is fucking like obviously the characters in clueless are high schoolers yeah, so there it's is like some a 20 year there. age 20 year age gap. yes but like these are two movies depicting people who live in los angeles it's a fair point yeah that's wild yeah. um oh, that's Man. completely threw me off because i'm thinking about paul rudd now understandable and he's just okay. been handsome Let, let's forever move. let's move no on. i just mean he's been handsome forever like <laughs> he has and in yeah. clueless like good looking like just yes. very like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but he, anyone in the 90s who kept it simple could still retain their good looks sure yeah as soon as he they also... put on like a baggy cashmere like button-up vest it, that that's when we're in trouble yeah he did 100 percent do the schlubby look though where it was like real oversized shirts and yeah and paint where yeah, yeah so like yeah. it still was a you know sign of the times but he stayed away from like the real aggressive sweater vests and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah yeah uh yeah. best time worst time in this movie um i mean worst time charles barkley has what he thinks is a game-winning <laughs> shot to win a conference title and instead has to go to his least favorite nba city to play game seven you know what that's sort of chuck's career though that <laughs> is a, you know a- authentic time right there um best time joe mantegna's fiance oh yeah she, like yeah, they yeah, have a little the fight they have a little fight but she thinks this story is amazing incredible she thinks these people are ama- like she is like so into like this is this is the most emotional night of her life. And For she sure. and, and she's had no food. She's just been <laughs> drinking the whole time. Um yeah, that's fair. I think the the waiter I think has a has a pretty bad time most of the cuz he's just trying to get these people out of his damn restaurant. And oh like, yeah, he's had an he's had an eight top sat until no orders for until 2 hours. He's like a, a an audience member. Like yeah. there's a point where it switches and he's like, "Wait, which baby who are we talking about? What are we what are we doing here?" Yeah. Uh Knicks fans cuz apparently the Knicks get fucking Crush. lose Crush. that night yeah even, in the, even night. in the movies they're they terrible stink. yeah um best time is i mean it's not it's not deborah winger or billy crystal no like even though they end up together it's no, no it's not it can't be them no can't be them uh yeah I, oh, all right who's worst time then the dudes who have to be there to bury Billy Crystal's father. The friend, the stoic <laughs> Frenchman. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like there's more, there's more grave diggers there than there are attendees at the funeral. They're mm-hmm. just like, they're thinking this is awkward. 
uh, Black Ref has the worst time yeah. because he has to be he has to, he's there for all of like Billy Crystal's bad decision making. And then like theoretically has to ref this Knicks game a man down while all of his friends are like at this celebration that he's not even invited to. Like, I think he had a pretty crap time. That's tough. Yeah. Everyone gets the shaft in this mm-hmm. one. Real, mm-hmm. real, real bad vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Caroline. Yeah. The Keith Morrison <laughs> Dateline episode from this movie, <laughs> or it could be the Joe Mantegna Criminal Minds episode. Wow. Oh my gosh. No, I'll say I'll stick with with Keith. Say uh, unsub just once. Just once. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's see. Trying to hold on. Okay. Oh, this is hard. Um, because I was thinking about doing something from the game with the overturn call, but uh I think you can just work with the the corpse that goes missing. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> they thought it would be a simple flight for a funeral in France. A World War II veteran going to his final resting place among his servicemen. But what happened to the body? How did the Swiss get involved? And would we even know if it was the same person that emerged on the other end? We'll never know the mystery that's in store tonight on Daylight. Well done. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Roster moves. Who are we swapping? Joe Mantegna. So Airbuds just barking the whole time, just barking the story. <laughs> just in the background. <laughs> while this is while this woman is weeping next to him. Uh Airbud would make a good waiter. Definitely. Oh, excellent waiter. Yes. Definitely. Um, um Airbud could good... play all of the French people. He could play all of the NBA players. Oh, yeah. I was I was gonna say David Robinson when he's like talking trash. <laughs> it was, honestly. I know the timeline doesn't line up, but like if there was just one scene where you're like, is that Airbud on the court right there? <laughs> with the with the Golden State Warriors? What the fuck? That would be amazing. Yes. That Actual Airbud. Yeah. Literal Airbud. Like, yeah. Doing his Airbud shit. What if we get a deleted scene and Deborah Winger, it's Deborah Winger's husband, and the husband is Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's uh, wearing he's wearing a beret, so we know he's French. He's like, you know he's French. Yep. That'd be good. Uh, if Air, if uh, Deborah Winger's unseen shithead brothers turn out to be Air Bud, <laughs> that would work. He's one of the grave diggers, and mm-hmm. they bury the body, and then Air Bud like turns around and starts like, <laughs> and starts, like shoveling. <laughs> Air Bud truly works for every role in every movie. Yeah, he's a versatile actor. Truly perfect. Uh, okay, the big chill. Does this have does this have a chill moment? I guess you're the she has two random show ups, the hotel room and the next game at the end, which is, I think, what they're going for. It's 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 really does it land? Are you bought in? I think the consensus answer among this group is probably not. No, I think honestly, the cutest thing, if we're going like rom com, big chill. It's probably the first time that she kisses him on the date thing, even though and I will like preface this. I would like to go back to the time when I did not know that she was married and this was adultery. 
Um, I thought that was so would Billy Crystal so, probably. Yeah. Yes, it was just like I thought that was a cute scene. It's it's so unnecessary that they made her married. Yeah, it, really, it has no. It, the it only thing is, it sends him back to the states to try to cure his woes his by, by sleeping with every cheerleader in the NBA. Do we think which he, also does oh, nothing for the movie? No. Do we think he told her? No. About that. No. No, I, I, no way. No. No, not a chance. I mean, the 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 thing we know about the men in this movie is they're like, again, this is a very much it was written by men because they have multiple. They insinuate that multiple characters, like while they might be struggling with it, you know, to find the right one, they're still knocking them down. Uh huh. And uh, and but no it's dry like streaks, brother. Yeah, <laughs> their spouses <laughs> don't need to know, like. I don't know. I need like an NBA ref to. I I need an NBA ref to tell me like the cheerleaders aren't there to sleep with the ref. There's no. like there's like there's thirty I'm, professional basketball players there, and then the ref. No. I'm ninety percent sure that there are probably rules in place about that too. It's, I know that I, I'm sure it's rules in place about the dance teams yeah. and the players mingling. Yeah. What if Joey Crawford releases a biography and he's like, I got more, I got more than Wilt. Like, (laughs) (laughs) bad calls the Joey Crawford story. (laughs) Uh, Before more restore prequel, sequel or remake. No, thank you. I, I would be interested in, the John Spencer Kathy Moriarty story. I want to see like the weird fucked up relationship that they have built together. <laughs> I want to know how they met because like he's divorced. We don't know if she's divorced, but she certainly seems. She has divorced. the vibes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, is uh, it in like a club in Boca Raton? Is it a blind date? I I think you could do this movie over if you just like simplified it and picked like a little bit of a tone like you got to yeah. decide like we're gonna we're mo- we're doing a lot of the nba stuff because that's funny yeah or, i think or it's we're doing easy... a lot of like serious emotional we're, we're figuring out like what do you do in a marriage when you're drifting apart from one another it's like okay cool we can yeah. do either of those movies i don't think we can do both of them guys yeah, I, I, I think it's an that. easy remake candidate yes. for just like nba ref airline worker kind of like a you'd want to go different vibes but like up in the air where sure. it's like two people who cross paths in random cities and stuff like that you right. do that except oh it's shit NBA. that's the answer yeah, yeah. have yeah. her instead it she's a, a stewardess or a pilot let's be yeah. progressive folks yeah yeah, yeah. be an airliner pilot yeah. um and he's an nba ref you have the all the like players involved again and they keep ending up in the same concourses on the same and then like, they're trying to make it work and it's not yeah. easy and yeah oh. sure. and you have a different hub and you try and yeah i think you could definitely again don't have eat, one of them be married for no reason right you don't need to have all the like and we we, we talked about this with rom-com month all the time there's always going to be some drama in a rom-com where it's like what is the what is the rub what is the what is the she has amnesia. Uh, what is, you know, whatever. What is Terry Bauer has trauma amnesia. We come all, we circled all the way back around. <laughs> all the way back to Terry Bauer. Rest in peace, Terry Bauer. 
<laughs> well, in, in this version, he's got one NBA player who is his confidant. A hundred percent. And it's, because, yeah, I, and it's definitely Anthony Edwards. So that's the other thing is that like, it occurred to me watching this movie, like he works with a bunch of people, NBA players who also have to deal with like, I am away from my family for a long time. I'm away from all my families for a long time. You know what did this better? That, you know, uh, train wreck. Did you guys see that? I I didn't, but. Oh, yes. With with LeBron is the best. It might be the best part of train wreck, which is really funny. Yeah. I definitely the LeBron and Bill Hader scenes. Bill Hader is fantastic. He's hilarious. But I think that's more. You have you add in the stuff that we talked. Like I don't look. I don't really care to continually see you guys crossing paths and fighting. I want to see right. the like underutilized athlete, like NBA stars that you had at the beginning. That's the be- I think that's the best idea. Like when he's like getting ready to throw him the ball for check him the ball for whatever. He's like I don't know, man. What do you think? Like she didn't text back. Like is that bad? Like, you know, like that. Whatever. Like that. That would have made the whole kareem game more understandable if like somebody crossed the line with him like because that whole thing happens because he's just lonely yeah Yeah. and it's like but but if a player yes yeah if like isaiah thomas was like man she you just need to get over her like she's not she's not gonna call you right right if she if she loved you she'd be here and it's like nope technically (laughs) isaiah you just need to get over that mike left you off the dream team Yeah, uh, if it's like if it was like you could do this if it was lighter hearted up in the air. I don't want to spoil yeah, up in the air for people, sure, but like that, sure. but happy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's a movie that I really enjoy. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel very good, but I really enjoy it. That's fine. This movie didn't make me feel very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ryan, I appreciate you bringing this one to our attention. First you time know... watch for me and Caroline happy happy i'm sorry you had to pay american dollars to watch it it's not available streaming anywhere that i'm aware of it so. is it is not there well you know what actually when i looked it up on the uh i want to shout out the app just watch which is really useful but uh it tells you where stuff is streaming mm-hmm. but it says it is free on a streaming service called hoopla and then one called canopy canopy with a k Canopy is the one that you like connect to your library card, I think. And you can oh. get like you can just stream movies for free basically through your local library. Hoopla oh, cool. I don't know about. Hoopla I don't know about. How about that? But yeah, so if uh if you don't I have one that, of those. I hope that Charles Barkley is like, why did I just get a he's gonna get like a residual check from our like double rent. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's gonna. I mean, just... it, at least the money's going to a good cause, frankly. Yeah. Like, I was like, they're going to get like eight dollars. Yeah. I no. Was... I mean, we just tipped a Vegas dealer by by renting this movie. Could you find any like making of material about this? Because I like they shot this at NBA games, and I couldn't find anything that was like, oh yeah, yeah. The, the trivia they was had... real light. And I, I'm just like flummoxed that they were like yeah we'll just stop a a sun spurs game at halftime so we can do two two, shoot five minutes of forget paris of course i don't think i don't think they'll ever do a uh a like oral history of Mm -hmm. uh of forget paris unfortunately oh yeah it doesn't tv movie the making of forget paris 
but I don't know where we'll ever find it. Wait, what? This is what IMDb says. How about there that? Was a, there was a TV movie called The Making of Forget Paris that was 30 minutes long, but I don't know where it is. I will say you can find a lot of the good clips of if you don't want to watch this movie and you just want to watch the basketball scenes, they're all on YouTube and they're all great. It's pretty incredible that Roger Ebert loved this movie. And I just want to say, like, I enjoyed this movie. Did it have a lot of plot holes and warts? Like, yes, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't. There are a lot more movies that we've watched for this podcast that I that I disliked a lot more. Okay. Oh, yeah. You like when when you got on the recording when we went to uh when we went to record Vision Quest, you looked like you had just gotten out of Vietnam. <laughs> like you were <laughs> I was I think, I think I came at it from the other place where I remembered that I had seen it. I remembered that it was fine. I it wasn't like I this is definitely the second time and only the second time I'd seen this movie. But watching it upon repeat, I was like, oh, this is kind of crappy. But like the standard of what you could get go to the movie theater for or that you would rent a movie for was pretty low at this yeah. point. Like this this definitely was not an outlier. Not noticeably bad for its time. Yeah. It it could have been worse. It yeah. could have been worse. Been, it could have been worse. It could have yeah. been worse. And I, th- I think we'll end on that. It could have been worse. <laughs> Like every episode of this show. Uh, Ryan, where can the people follow you? Um, I'm, I live at Caroline's house. And, <laughs> and her address is... No, now, I, now that his wife kicked him out after having to watch <laughs> get Paris. Honestly, her, 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 I think her biggest bone to pick, she was like, don't try to make Paris a sad city. Don't tell me that you went back to Paris and you're sad. That's yep. bullshit. That's some bullshit. <laughs> Um, you can find me at Celebrity Hot Tub on various social media platforms. Um, and I don't know. You can listen to the Shutdown Podcast. You probably shouldn't, but you could. It's the thing <laughs> you could do. I'm I'm part of the the sick group of people who every time that that podcast hits my app, I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta it, listen. It hasn't made Kyle's life better. I don't know. Like it's a, it's a, it's a really weird right. vibe when you're up late feeding a baby and you're listening to the full cast. It's like these are totally different, totally different things happening right now. On the one hand, I'm nurturing life. On the other hand, I'm destroying it. <laughs> Caroline, where can the people follow you? Uh, you can follow us over at CW. I still want to say us, me and the dogs over at CW Darney on both, um, Instagram and Twitter. Um, and you can go over to for the win for also, I'm going to see Dune. I will have seen Dune too, by the time everyone hears this. So you can go check out my review. I'm very excited about this. People will seem you be getting positive. the popcorn. Yeah. The yeah. popcorn bucket. <laughs> I not be getting the creepy popcorn bucket. There, uh, there was a Rolling Stone article, I think today about like the incredible markup resale value that these kind of custom they were talking about like the popcorn buckets from the Taylor Swift, uh, yeah, the eras. You have uh, those. Yeah. Apparently, there's a ton. You can sell these things for a ton of money if they're in good condition. Really, that's yeah. good news as someone who has one of those eras tour popcorn buckets <laughs> in my house. 
I would just also need to find a new house as my wife would kick me there out if I sold her, her popcorn bucket. So that would, that would be tough. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, subscribe to your podcast, randomly review. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash big screen sports. And if you join the Patreon, you can pick movies for the show to cover, like the movie that it seems like we're going to do next week. So uh, with that, we'll catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening.